In Your Money Today, Carolyn Wright finds out about trends and themes in green funding this year. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. In Your Money Today, I'm going to take a look at what can expect to happen in the green funding space in 2024. And to do that, I am joined by Plato Yip, who is CEO of the Treeline Foundation, which is a green fund. Thank you for joining me today, Plato. Thank you for inviting now, let's let's get straight into it. What can we expect from green funds in 2024? What are some of the most exciting developments you're expecting? One of the main theme uh, is that green finance can help developing countries to do uh, mitigation, climate resilience programs. And Hong Kong has a great role to play uh, in, in this aspect. Let's talk a little bit more about the kind of projects that we're expecting uh, to be funded. And, and, you know, a lot of people have expressed a lot of concerns about climate over the course of the, the, the last year or so. So how is that space evolving and what specific projects are really gaining funding now? Yes, I think uh, the main issue about climate change and the impact of climate change is really, as we have seen in Hong, what happened in Hong Kong, in Beijing, in Tokyo and in New York, the flooding. Right, so it's everywhere. No, you know, no matter where you are, but we are in developed countries. I think the most uh, damaging uh, effect of climate change is actually in developing countries and island states. So ever since the UN IPCC has been talking about this issue, we are looking at mitigation money to help the developing countries who will be impacted the most. For example, uh, food security is one very serious issue, and uh, I think there's also geopolitics, and people are looking at how we can actually fund those developing countries. The Hong Hong Kong, for example, has been a, a role model in this aspect. I give you a statistics. As of July 2023, Hong Kong has issued green bonds, right? The green bonds approach nearly US dollar 22 billion. So these kind of money can be invested into projects, green projects or infrastructure that can help people mitigate from these uh, climate change effects. Now, how important is doing this for the strength of the global economy? Because we know that there can be a lot of hits from problems caused by climate change. So I guess this could help change things around that way. Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, currently, uh, the green economy market is 54 trillion US dollars. And we are expecting just in the Asia Pacific region in the next uh, 20 years, by the year of 2050, in Asia Pacific region alone, we are adding another 47 trillion US dollars investment into climate related initiatives. So there's a, a huge number of capitals injecting into, into these markets. But we are still talking about short so let's talk a little bit more around that sort of aspect of things, maybe more understanding and education. So can green funds help raise understanding of ESG and the issues around it? And what can we do to raise awareness? Yeah, you know, um, in Hong Kong, all the listed companies, there are about 3,000 listed companies in Hong Kong. And the SFC has a requirement for all the list codes uh, to issue ESG reports. And in Hong Kong, there's a program called SESCA, Certified ESG Analyst, which equates to uh, a green financial analyst status uh, for ESG reporting. And we have uh, so far uh, trained about 1,000 uh, graduates from this SESCA program. And for young people, you may want to look out for, for new job opportunities. You can earn up to like 7,000 Hong Kong dollars per month. And you can join fund houses, you can join uh, listed companies, you can join uh, private equity funds to look at ESG portfolio investing. Now that's very interesting because we've heard an awful lot about talent shortages here. And it's interesting to hear that that's an area that is needing more people. 
Let's talk a little bit more about investor education. What do investors need to be learning about things? Well, investors, I think uh, most importantly is they have to pay attention to the risks associated with ESG because uh, you can get damage. You, you can get reputational damage, financial damages. If you're not aware about uh, whether or how convincing or how real, authentic are those ESG statistics. So you have to really learn hard to avoid any kind of risk associated with your own investment. And um, I, I'm a member of a number of investment committees for Hong Kong government. Uh, for example, the Education Investment Committee, uh, the Built Heritage Foundation, and also other uh, related investment, Hong Kong government investment vehicles. And we are, we've been asking our uh, fund managers to pay special attention on the ESG portfolios to look at, seriously look at, you know, whether there are greenwashing elements into the ESG data and the analytics they provided us can provide certain level of assurance on how our money, our capitals are invested. Let me ask you personally, what are some of the most common questions you get asked around green funding? Most of the people ask me, yeah, whether, you know, is it better, really better to invest in ESG portfolio? Are they performing better? My standard answer to that question would be, yes, of course, you want to look at the ESG uh, portfolio investing. And then uh, if you look at the global market, I think the U.S. is declining in, t- in terms of ESG investment. But in Europe and China and Asia Pacific region, more government and private sector capitals are pouring into ESG portfolios. And I think in general, it is performing much better than the average uh, indexes. Now, I had a guest recently who said to me, actually, there'll come a point where everything you're investing in has to bear ESG in mind. Do you think that think that's a valid point they made? That's very valid. And if you look at the global market, uh, there are lots of new climate disclosure programs, particularly uh, targeting at financial institutions. Nowadays, the banks, even if they want to make a loan to uh, whatever um, institutions, they have to pay attention on the climate uh, responsibilities as well. And so do you see people seeing ESG as part of their investment portfolios as more and more important as time goes on, particularly over the next few years? Uh, yes, uh, it's becoming almost a standard practice that you, if you want investment, you want to look at the ESG portfolio. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so you can't avoid that. That's you cannot that. avoid that, yes. We talked a lot about climate change. Are there any other areas around ESG funding that are really interesting you at the moment and you think that investors should be more aware of because I think we do focus an awful lot around that kind of aspect yes yeah well uh, you can invest in ESG uh, portfolios and also you can look at uh, green projects Recently, I've been uh, talking to a number of airlines. Uh, they are looking at SAF, uh, Sustainable Aviation Fuel. And they're looking at, they're paying cash all around the world just to procure a SAF, okay, Sustainable Aviation Fuel. is a very competitive market. And they are looking at plantations in Indonesia, in Thailand, in uh, South America, just to secure. Because, uh, you know, there are 10% requirement from European Union that you have to mix uh, SAF into your conventional jet fuel. And I think this kind of like new material, new energy, renewable energy uh, investment opportunities. They are really, really uh, good uh, opportunities for investors to to make an investment. And that's an area that you don't often think of, like the airlines as being particularly green. You know, we've heard an awful lot. The the rise of the EV has been huge and massively popular, but so far, I feel the aviation industry has been a little bit behind. No, this is not necessarily true. I I, I was just back from Europe and even the, the, you know, what is it called? Um, uh, Jet, EasyJet or Ryanair, they have they have, uh, uh, you know, they have uh, 
a place where you can specify whether you want to uh, uh, neutralize uh, this trip or not. So they are paying much attention on individuals, pa- individual passengers, their own carbon footprint, and they're offering this, uh, these offset options uh, when you buy the tickets. And that's got to be something that has been demanded by their customers, I am sure of it. And the, uh, the regulators and the, you know, the NGOs are pushing these kind of things. So um, a lot of people are talking more and they are taking actions as well. I think that's all very important. Talk more and take more action. It's been great to speak to you today. Thank you for joining me. That is Plato Yip, who is CEO of the Tree Lion Foundation. Thank you.